The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to our July. 2020 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind some of the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, the Vice President of Search Metrics's Services Department. Tyson manages Search Metrics's SEO content and client success organizations. And outside of shepherding their largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, He's dug through the search metric suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right here's my monthly sit down with search metrics's vice president of services tyson stockton tyson welcome to winners and losers on the voices of search podcast thank you ben got dressed up for you today you know i appreciate that you're wearing a button-down shirt and tyson this is my fifth podcast of the day we're in july now it's been a long year and i just want to tell everybody that you and i are having a cocktail together. Everybody join us. It's the beginning of a new month for you. For us, it's the end of the last month. Can we do a cheers here? Cheers. That was actually a virtual cheers. I have two drinks. <laughs> Tyson, let's talk about what happened in July 1st. Tell me about what's going on in the SEO world. Yeah, so uh, we're still in the middle of this uh I don't know what you want to call it, like fun experiment. Shitstorm. Shitstorm works. That's actually like probably more accurate. Yeah. So obviously we're still in the middle of that. Things are still kind of cruising along. There's been definitely some movement in the industry, but I wouldn't say 
as much groundbreaking, hey, our universe has been completely flipped on end. And maybe that's getting accustomed to like so much frequent changes that have been going on. I'm going to cut you off right there. We made it through algorithm season, right? We made it through the big algo change. We've sort of seen our fluctuations. Things are relatively stable this month, right? Yes and no. Like there has been movement. And I would say on like the algo season, I would anticipate another core algorithm. So it's like we looked at last year, you had March and June for the first half or sorry, January, March, June last year. This year we had January, May. So I would anticipate, you know, something else coming, which is typical. Like that's, you know, normal kind of Google fashion. Yeah, there's there's another one that's coming. But this past month has been no major algorithm changes. We've seen some fluctuations. I, I, you, I think offline you said we saw some fluctuations at the top and we saw some stuff with social media. Am I right? Yeah, there was definitely like some macro winners in like the, the social platform space. You know, some gains there, but still some declining. Like so Twitter had, you know, a decent month. But if you look at kind of the larger time frame, you know, they're still down. There were some movements within e-commerce. Like you saw some of the websites that we called out as losers before, or at least kind of on the downside of the algorithm update, we saw some like gains on those. So we called out mm-hmm. Walmart and Best Buy being pretty negatively impacted. This last week, we saw a little bit of a bounce back for them. So, you know, it didn't recapture that market share and it didn't necessarily completely change, let's call it like the rankings of the e-commerce sites. But I'd say there was some movement in that regard. So we probably saw some good SEOs make a recovery after their sites were impacted by the algorithm update. Uh, There was the change at the top. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I know that YouTube was the biggest or had the most search visibility and they passed Wikipedia? Did Wikipedia take them over or do they just pick up market share relative to YouTube this month? Yeah, so that was interesting where we saw an increase from Wikipedia, which for the longest time, they were the number one most visible website online. And then about towards the end of last year, YouTube overtook them. We saw them slip back in March, kind of mid-March this year. But this was the first month that we really saw like a separation from where their visibility scores were. So currently speaking, Wikipedia is sitting at basically 56 million and YouTube's dropped down to 43 million, which we had called out this consistent YouTube being the winner's category. Doesn't change anything as them being the dominant video streaming service or player in the market. But as far as like who's the number one, Wikipedia has solidified and kind of given themselves a little bit of breathing room from YouTube. And in a normal week and in a normal month, this would be the headline. Hey, we got a shift at the top, everyone. And that's what we're doing for winners and losers. But the world has been so shaken up by the coronavirus that we're not going to do the standard winners and losers this month. Nordstrom's got crushed. Wikipedia is number one. There are winners and losers. We're actually going to cover a little bit of a different topic and take a step back and think about what is happening at the macro scale in SEO. And one of the things that Tyson and I normally sit down and talk about this time of year is how SEO should be getting ready for the holidays. And I actually think that now is really an interesting time to not just think about, you know, a retrospective of the previous month like we do for winners and losers, 
but try to take a view and look forward about what's coming and with the changes, you know, obviously macro changes of the coronavirus, what SEOs need to think about from a larger perspective in terms of getting ready for, for most of us, mostly in e-commerce, the biggest time of the year. So Tyson, when we think about, okay, the coronavirus, you know, potentially another shelter in place coming, everyone's working from home, physical retail is obviously being impacted. People aren't going into stores as much. And then you start thinking about, well, there's going to be Black Friday. And normally we would be getting ready for the holidays this time of year. Normally you and I would be producing a piece of content around here's the five steps that you need to take to get ready for the night of Thanksgiving and uh, you know, getting ready for Christmas. We're not going to do that. This year we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen if the coronavirus keeps everybody in home. So Tyson, we're obviously speculating here, but if everybody's going to be sitting at home and doing their online shopping instead of their in-person shopping, is that good or bad for SEO? Yeah, and I mean, to steal a line from one of our friends is, the reality is, is we don't know what's going to be happening for it. We know that it's not going to be the same as previous years. And I think the anticipation is it's definitely going to be more fluid from an activation, like our campaign activation perspective. And before it was very cookie cutter, very predictable. Like it wasn't even a debate of when you're going to launch different campaigns. It would, you just look at the calendar, circle the right dates, you know, map out maybe a week ahead of time. And that's kind of your timeline. So this year, I think one, we know that online is going to be a more significant, not that it wasn't significant in the past, but even more so a significant driver to this year's holiday shopping. I don't think, you know, everyone probably listening can predict that online sales are going to be up more than in store. No, no way around that. There's, there's the headline. It's going to be a great year for e-commerce sites. Yeah. If you're only in stores and you don't have the online, it's going to be a tough Q4. But it's like, as far as like us is working in the online space, it also brings a fair amount of opportunity. And I think the biggest piece with all the uncertainty going on is one, to embrace that, but think of it more of preparing yourself and having your campaigns, having your initiatives lined up ahead of time. In which case, the exact launch date or when you pull the cord to make the push is maybe it changes. So here's the big question that I have for you. Is there actually going to be a, okay, everybody's done with their Thanksgiving meal. Let's all get in line at Walmart or just hop on our phones. Or is it going to be a rolling sale? I, I would definitely anticipate more of a rolling sale. And I think... We've seen kind of hints of this in the past where Black Friday sales seem to inch forward a little bit more and more. You know, and people are trying to jump in front of their competitors. I would definitely anticipate that to be the case this year. So I don't think it's going to be as much of a one day event, Black Friday, Cyber Monday type thing. Is I would view it more of being a period, a week, a few weeks of more aggressive online sales. But I do not expect us to see the same kind of hyper focus into individual days as much of being kind of spread across that entire period. And okay, well, if we're not going into the stores, it's not as like pointed. I think that this season will open that door 
even further. And again, we've seen it in the past, but this is going to be more of hyper-focused. And I anticipate more companies launching their campaigns earlier in the season as well. Just knowing that they're not necessarily going to get the foot traffic that they were seeing in the past, you know, but it's going to be more of like online campaigns and launching those sales maybe a week, maybe several weeks prior to make sure that they're capturing that opportunity. That's the headline, everyone here. It's not, okay, Wikipedia is bigger than YouTube for this month. It is, there might not be Black Friday this year. And so as an SEO, when you are thinking about planning your events, the notion of a rolling sale is something that you need to think about and address. So Tyson, what does that mean, right? If there is no, okay, here is the specific date where everything is going forward. We need to launch our pages in advance and start pushing traffic. It's everybody's picking different dates to start rolling out their sales. What does that mean from an SEO perspective? Honestly, like from an SEO perspective, I would be less, I mean, I guess sound a little odd, but I'd be less focused on promoting and pushing of a specific event and more focused on lifting all boats. So it's like, we don't know all the different... And it's like the same thing that we saw earlier in this whole COVID piece is search demands was very spotty. Certain categories were hot, then they'd cool off and some have stayed strong. But it's like, rather than focusing on chasing this hypothetical demand, I would be focusing on more of like tightening up my existing technical side of the site. And what I mean by that is if you're improving things like site performance, speed, your internal linking. So it's like you don't necessarily know, like especially if you're a large e-commerce player, all the categories that are going to pop. Like you have your bets and you're placing them. But it's like you don't necessarily know what the climate's going to be. So if you focus on items that are going to be strengthening the domain as a whole, you're hedging your bets. And one piece that it also kind of like I would be thinking of quite aggressively for e-commerce sites is you know you have code freeze coming up. You know that we have this pre-notion or this like announcement of web vitals. And so you have that timeline or that like countdown timer of when that's going through. And you basically are saying like, hey, we're going to lose two to three months depending on when our code free is of when we can make those advances. So it's like this summer and right now, if I was an e-commerce site, that would be something that I would be 100% wanting to button up. If you are sitting in September with still a deficit on that, you could be going into next year at a huge risk of potentially being at a deficit compared to your competitors and seeing that negative impact. So I think like this summer in particular, and for the e-commerce sites, I mean, and we've talked in past episodes as far as like summer times, your core, like big SEO initiative time, that is more so the case this year than I would say in previous years. Like that has to be a top goal this summer is to tighten up those like technical SEO elements. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? 
Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So two things. One, summer is the time to get your projects done. Focus on web vitals. That's coming. Don't wait until it's here. That is an important project for you to work on. The second thing you said is, hey, there's going to be a rolling Black Friday potentially. And your thought is, you know, tighten up all the technical stuff. I actually think of this from a digital marketer's perspective, not just an SEO's perspective, where, okay, we're going to get to conduct our own launch sale, right? We get to do essentially a product launch, you know, Black Wednesday, you know, whatever it's going to be, whatever day you're going to pick, you can strategically pick a date and have an event and conduct a launch that is meaningful where you can drive traffic to your site as a marketing team. You got to do your pre-planning, your promotion, all of the launch stuff that you're going to do. But people are going to be looking for their Black Friday sales different times. And instead of it being one sort of nuclear bomb type explosion of Black Friday, it's going to be a bomb at the west side of the city and a bomb at the right side of the city and the north. And, you know, like it's going to be stuff going off all over the place. And so you need to strategically think about when you're going to fire your missiles And the SEO team and the digital marketing team needs to start thinking about when that's going to happen. And here's an opportunity for SEOs to really take leadership in their organization is to say, hey, look, Black Friday might not happen this year in the traditional sense. It might not be on Friday. What's our launch event? Because we need to start figuring out our SEO strategies now for that. Let's start having those strategy conversations about what we're doing in the holidays Go be a leader in your organization. This is how you're going to get promoted this year in-house SEO. Go start that conversation early and figure out how we're going to manage the holidays. Because in e-commerce, it's still going to be the busiest time of the year. People are still going to buy Christmas gifts. They're just not going to do it right after Thanksgiving. I think that's a great point. And I would say like, you know, if I was placing bets, I would go earlier. Like if it's in your organization, it's not well determined and there's no set plan for it. I would be the one advocating to be more aggressive and go earlier in the season than to be waiting to wait. So as far as if that means launching a week, two weeks prior. I respectfully disagree. And I'm going to put a caveat in there. It depends on what you're selling. True. If I'm selling socks, I want it the day after Christmas, you know, the day before Christmas, right? Whatever the impulse, the last possible day, your impulse buys, I want that event late. If you're talking about big ticket items, right, I want that stuff being done early. Hey, I got, you know, the big gift for mom and dad out of the way. And then the little stuff should come later. And so, you know, if I am 
Walmart, Target, eBay, Amazon. Sure, maybe I'm rolling my stuff back a couple of days and letting people buy their hot tubs before Thanksgiving. If I'm happy socks, I'm waiting and not doing Black Friday. I'm doing Gray Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which are these names that were thrown out now on them? I'm doing the Sunday after Black Friday or something closer to the holidays to sell my impulse buys. Which I think that is a good point. The big ticket items is more so... We start falling into a little bit of the conversation of like, what's the status of the economy? Like different types of like, how are we sitting as far as like unemployment or what kind of stimulus package? So it's like all of that is going to get wrapped into it. I would say from the high level view, I would say absolutely spot on for the big ticket items early. You know, it's like first to the game, you know, you want to get there while there's still the budgets available. I think as far as for the the lower ticket items, I agree with it, but I would still say earlier than like the last possible. And just thinking in terms of like the shipping elements. So it's like for those low tickets, maybe let's talk beginning of December, like the first two to three weeks, kind of like December in that point of view. But it's like, I would say very pointed on the big ticket items. Those are going to be the ones that would be earlier. And then yeah, your, your stocking stuffers, but I mean, let's not bash socks as a gift here because like one who doesn't like getting new socks. I have the best sock collection you could imagine. Socks are the best gift. I don't know what you're talking about, bash socks. Everyone, everyone wants new socks. Like that is a fact. <laughs> All right. So Tyson, let's bring it back in home. We're talking winners and losers. It's July. Most people are thinking summer holidays, but you and I are thinking ahead and we're bringing the SEO community with us. God, I hope so that this holiday season, this is normally when we talk about this stuff, it might look a little different. So as you're forecasting out who are going to be the winners and losers for the holidays, who's going to win and who's going to lose? Um, all right. So let's bring this back around. One notable loser this month, which isn't getting to your question, but I think it's just you know worth noting. Huge drop from Nordstrom. We saw like two weeks ago, 40% decrease in their overall SEO visibility. So, you know, there are those players that are having a, a tight time now. So it's like, that's just one caveat that I throw out there for this month's winners and losers. As far as, you know, if I'm looking into the, you know, Q4 push last year, we talked a lot about Walmart being up there with it. I think the elephant in the room front runners, Amazon. You know, I mean, no way around it. Like they're obviously in a prime position. A little bit of a, you know, one that I think has been not as much on the radar and we haven't talked as much on this podcast. Obviously, there's a, you know, past experience side, but I would kind of note too that like eBay's 2020 performance is definitely one to notice. Oh, you took my winner of the year. Jamie Iannone, who worked at eBay when I was there with our dearly departed from Search Metrics, Jordan Cooney was there. Uh, the leadership is sort of the old guard at eBay and they're getting back to their roots. And I honestly think that the business is going to be refocused and not only from an SEO perspective, but just in general, I, I believe in good things for eBay. That's who I was going to say was going to be my winner. I think that you know some people are going to be in tough economic spots and they're going to be looking for used gear and that's the auction business. And they're also doing a nice job with getting inventory and fixing some of the, you know, 
competitive shipping issues that they have. I, I expect good things from eBay. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think when you look at their visibility score for this year, and yeah, there were challenges in the past, but if you look from year to start, they have had a consistent week over week increase in visibility dating back to literally the start of the year. So I would say that is one that I've been really impressed of how they've it's not these like game changers, 20, 30% wins. And we talked about this last year a lot with like US News of it's just that consistency of week over week wins. And when you look at, you know, they started the year back around, let's call it like 900,000 from a SEO visibility score. And now they've moved up into the 1.5 million range. But yes, those week over week wins, it's not these big splashes that's gaining all the recognition, but I'd say the consistency and what the team's been putting together, I'd say that's a, a real strong push. Who's your biggest prospective loser for the holiday season? That's a tougher one. Um, I would say one thing that I do anticipate is as far as search performance goes, and you know, it's a slightly painful with everything that's going on, but it's like I would say that the Big Ten are poised to have a strong Q4 and in particular holiday season, like their performance as a whole or as a collective have been strengthening. So I would say the Big Ten are the front runners and the smaller retailers and the retailers that have more of the in-store presence and they don't have the same domain authority and coverage that these Big Ten have, that's going to be, unfortunately, probably where I'd see the biggest losers. And it pains me to say it, but it, I do think that. See, I think the losers are... You, you mentioned this and hopefully it still gets in the recording because my microphone failed. Sorry, everybody, if you missed this. The department stores are going to get totally screwed, right? The businesses that depend on being the one-stop shop brick and mortar that have, by the way, we have an online version. It's like, sure, Nordstrom's and Macy's and Neiman Marcus, where it is not, I'm going to Nordstrom to look for X. It's like, I'm going to go to Nordstrom's and I'm going to buy XYZ and ABC, but I'm not sure which ones I need today. That's an experience that's not going to happen. And to me, it's not very clear. What would I go to Nordstrom's.com for today? A, they're probably not ranking as well because they are not a pure e-commerce place. So they don't have you know the horses put behind just e-commerce. But when I think about the brand experience, and I think Google knows this, the online department store just has a different experience than the online e-commerce store. It is just people think about looking for products differently when they go to those sites. Which I agree with that. I would throw one kind of caveat in that. And I would say Target, even though they're not like your Nordstrom's, Macy's, they don't fit that mold exactly. But I'd say Target is poised to be in a very strong position. We talked about it from the last algorithm update, huge jumps up there. They're kind of starting to nip at the heels of the eBay's of the world. So as far as like overall SEO visibility, they're an all-time high, or I mean, 
let's go back a month or at an all-time high, not too far off now. But I'd say like, you know, three others that I expect to be in the winner's categories. i say Target, Etsy, not as much to the same degree as like eBay, but they've had a really strong last 24 months. And then the other one, which we've talked about a fair amount, which I think is still going to be in this conversation is Home Depot. It's not who you think of for holiday, but as far as just like what they're putting together in this 2020 year, I would expect Home Depot to have a pretty strong 2020 overall year. I think that people are spending a lot of time focusing on building their houses. They're spending a lot of time in their houses. I totally hear that the Home Depot is going to have a a killer year. I absolutely agree with that. Okay. A little bit different winners and losers this month, everyone. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're enjoying yourself. We got halfway through the year. And if you're not there, let's do one more. Tyson, it's been a pleasure. Congratulations. We made it through July. Let's get through the rest of the year. Everybody wear a mask, wash your hands. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton the VP of services from Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle for the show is Voices of Search, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 